0: Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim.
1: And I'm Noelle Cordeau. We are the founders of Lumia.
0: And we're super passionate about all things coaching. And we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches.
1: Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching.
0: Hello, beautiful people. This episode is about stress and burnout for leaders. Noelle is our leader. Noelle, good morning.
1: Hello. Hello, beautiful people. You um, like
0: that I called our people beautiful?
1: They are beautiful. <laughs> I, I do like it.
0: What? Let me ask you this. What makes them beautiful?
1: Oh, man. Well, you know, coming off of our, our Lumia retreat, I feel like that is the energy that's going to last me the rest of the year when it gets mm. dark and cold on the East Coast. I'm going to remember that joy and love. Um, for me, what makes our people beautiful is the open heartedness, yeah, kindness, and just joy that everyone brings to the table for sure.
0: Yeah. I was going to say real, they're just yeah. real. And I haven't yet in all the years that we've been doing this, um, I really haven't met one single person who has been fake or misleading or, you know, they're just everyone that, um, ends up in our classrooms are are just all real and all love
1: oh my goodness yes a hundred percent and then when that comes to the fore in real life in 3d we get to hug and hang and talk and laugh and cry it just it it overwhelms me that everything that we thought we were experiencing is really really real
0: yeah well let's talk about burnout uh i know this is a, a big one for you no
1: it is it, it is a big one for me and we've been talking about stress and burnout from the perspective of you know lots of different lenses we've looked at it through a parenting lens we've looked at it through the lens of of being a worker of an employee and the reason that this topic is important burnout for leaders is in the interest of really extending empathy mapping from a 360 degree perspective so that everyone, uh, employees, managers, folks who work within all sorts of different systems can have an equal view of of each other, because we all have to understand the lens, perspective, and experience of every level of a system in order to integrate with empathy and be supportive.
0: Why do you think it's happening these days, burnout for leaders? Why, why is it a, a thing?
1: Well... Let's examine the psychological threshold of leadership, right? So folks who are in leadership positions have advanced for any number of reasons. Traditionally, it's because they're very good at doing the job that they're they're now trained others to do, that they now oversee others in doing. They might be good at strategy. They might be strong in vision, And in traditional methods of education, like MBAs, um, folks who rise up through leadership, especially in corporate or nonprofit or executive roles, have a sense of um, control and strategy based on patterns and repetition. And right now, Everything has changed. Every single cheese out there has been moved.
0: Mm. The rule
1: book is out the window. The economy is bonkers. The landscape of um, product flow is changing rapidly. No one knows what end is up. And so the leader who has perhaps traditionally been able to have some aspect of clarity around vision is kind of searching in the dark right now without answer and without tangible steps forward.
0: Yeah. I have a um a client who uh um his boss they they sell supplements and they, and one of their biggest uh customers is Russia and so mm-hmm. their their business pretty much overnight got sliced in half and the boss is um I mean he's losing his mind. He doesn't know what to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it it
0: trickles downward, and so my client has anxiety all the time. And and this is really interesting because according to burnout expert Dr. Kim, hires the uh, it it comes down when the leader is burnt out. It is felt um, through the whole team. No,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, Kim hires is is a coach that specializes in leadership burnout, and that's so true. And and thinking about this from a systems perspective. When, whether it's a family system, an organization, a community, a school, if the person who is in charge of essentially creating the emotional experience of the unit uh, is having a really hard time through social contagion, it's inevitable that everyone's going to feel stress, panic. Uh oh, the person, like, think about, you know, charging into war. If all of a sudden the general's like, I'm not sure. (laughs) that's gonna have a ripple effect on all of the troops
0: well it reminds me of um parents right like me growing up uh my dad especially was really irresponsible in allowing his stress and uh you know his financial concerns and, and business all that stuff um he let it flow to his children who were you know 11 and 12 and uh i felt the stress of that constantly i mean i used to come home. And it was always about how much we sold. And if we didn't sell enough chicken, then, you know, we're in debt. And then what are we going to do? And so uh, his panic, his anxiety uh, was passed on to us. And that's why I was, I was always outside riding my skateboard. Uh, I didn't, I didn't want to come home, you know? And so um, I do feel like in, in companies, the uh, there's the same kind of process can happen.
1: You're absolutely right. And one of the big differences when we're looking you know at the types of different systems is developmental capacity so in a family system an 11 year old or a 12 year old doesn't have the brain capacity to take in the lens of the parent and to understand the economic right. dynamics of what it means to be in debt, for example. That's a really crazy concept for an 11-year-old to, to try to understand. You just know it's bad, right? And when we're looking at organizational systems, one of the big differences is that leaders are surrounded by a whole bunch of other adults who, who do have the intellectual and emotional capacity to understand pain, stress, doubt. Uh, anguish. And one of the things that is tripping everyone up is that we're all, all of us are experiencing these things basically from three years of unprocessed trauma of the pandemic and a very rocky economic landscape and an ever-changing world. And no one is talking about it. It's keep calm and carry on. And this is exacerbating a lot of problems that were below the surface.
0: Yeah. So what do we do about it? If you are a leader, what is your responsibility?
1: There's a lot of different tactics that can be used. And uh, I want to unpack the word tactic because you know a tactic is a little bit different than a strategy a strategy mm-hmm. is is a long term process play that we run and a tactic is shorter briefer it's moment to moment day to day things that we can do to um cut down on our isolation and pain and increase our aspects of connection so what are we up against when we're looking at leadership right um we're we're up against the idea of toxic individuality where i'm an island i have to figure it out i don't have support everybody's looking at me and that is also true leadership is incredibly lonely because mm-hmm. shit rolls uphill and you're basically a professional problem solver and that's your your job and so in many ways keeping that facade holding um aspects of hope even when you might not experience it yourself like that's also part of the job description mm-hmm. and we are now moving into um ironically a, a place in our collective history that aligns with astrology, the age of Aquarius, where we need to move more into a community-based approach where it's okay for a leader to say to the folks around that person, this is weird (laughs) (laughs) and I'm having feelings and we're going to figure it together, but I'm going to take off my leader mask and show you my human face and acknowledge that you're feeling stress. I see your stress and I'm feeling yeah. it as well.
0: Yeah. You know, um back in the day, uh leaders were supposed to um, you know, the 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 whole like uh uh pick up your what is it pick up your bootstraps or yeah,
1: pick yourself yeah, up by your bootstraps pick yourself,
0: right and um and, and just push through. And if you were a leader, you didn't have the, or you shouldn't show those cards. And um, you're going to let the team down if you do. So, you know, put on a smile and just white knuckle through. That's what leaders do. It was almost like, you know, like militant. And I feel like all of that is now dissolving. And the leader is by choice humanizing herself Taking care of herself, um, self care, all of that. I mean, you're actually a great example of this because there will be days where you're like, "Hey, you know what, John? I need um, to go do this, or go go rest, or go whatever." And um, I applaud that. I'm like, "Yeah, that's great."
1: Thank you. Yeah. And, and 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 what we're seeing specifically, the language that I'm hearing in in the space of leadership is that command and control leadership is not working anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. And,
1: and I, and I think the, the, the change is what you experienced and even looking at, you know, the question of, well, how did we get this way? Um, You and I came up together as leaders without any kind of business experience whatsoever. So as we were both developing as people who would go on to run multiple businesses, we were checking in with each other from a therapeutic context of how are you doing? Cause we're both right. clinically trained therapists <laughs> right. and that, I think that's what has made the difference in terms of the way we both interact with humans in the world.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. It's powerful. Um, I also think that it builds a lot of trust. You know, when, when you, uh, when your, your, your boss is sh- uh, showing herself in a way that is very human and saying that I need to go take care of myself or I'm exhausted or or I'm burning out, uh, being, being transparent and vulnerable. Uh, it, it, it helps the employee to look at himself and say, Oh, okay. Now that also gives, gives him permission to say, um, how am I doing?
1: You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the tricky parts of this time that is really important to drill down on is that just because things might look okay doesn't mean that we feel okay and
0: yeah yeah.
1: there there are a lot of organizations right now where they've bounced back from the pandemic profits are actually strong things seem like they're going well the leader's been able to keep it together but you know that whole um tsunami of of emotion of stress of pain of fear and doubt of the future and the past has is still there um it's still there and everyone everyone is a little bit diminished right now and we never know when someone is just on the other side of tears because no one has been able to catch up from the exhaustion of the last 3
0: right um this this is also i think uh and and you just mentioned it uh there's so much happening in the world and at the same time uh i feel like the noise has been turned up via technology so all the all the different you know social media platforms um even like even something as simple as uh recently instagram has changed like the the face of it and now it looks very much like tiktok and even something like that which sounds you know Kind of silly and ridiculous is creating huge waves of anxiety and there's this backlash and there, you know so like there's so much happening in the world from that to inflation the gas prices war that uh i mean who isn't stressed out you know who isn't um just because of, of what the world is like right now
1: yeah yeah and I, the, the the instagram thing i know nothing about it but i did like check Instagram today and everyone's yeah. freaking out. Everyone's <laughs> like, freaking oh, out. Yeah. something must have happened. So mm-hmm. let's talk about those tactics, right? Um, there's two really simple ones that leaders can engage in now and and employees, team members, uh, colleagues, friends can can support in as well. And they are number one, making friends at work at every level. Mm-hmm. And two, naming your feelings and getting into the habit of naming your feelings and being transparent about those feelings. Um, let's tackle number one. So, John, what's your experience been, because you and I have both had really unique experiences, making friends at every level of the organizations that you've led?
0: Yeah, I, I, actually, I love this concept uh, because I think some people feel that work is separate. And, you know, they, they want to keep it separate, but I think it's really helpful to, to make friends at work, uh, because then work becomes, um, a safe place, safe place. It becomes, um, fun. And then you look forward to it because you're actually working with friends.
1: Yes. Yes. And this is one of the areas where command and control leadership, the old way, has kept folks at different levels of the organization siloed from each other, almost in like a weird caste system. Mm -hmm. And what happens for leaders when they break down those um, silos is that they get better information. About what's actually happening with people who are closest to the projects. They have people who understand their vision and strategy more deeply and can advocate for them when they're not in the room. They're able to be seen as whole people with real lives and kids and aging parents and hopes and dreams and Their uh, colleagues and reports are able to empathize with them more and maybe cut them a break if they're having a bad day. Mm -hmm. And the outcomes are so strong, but that, that idea of separation is so limiting for folks. What would you say to a leader who says, I can't make friends at every level of the organization?
0: Um, well, that's that's her choice, you know. Um, I think that realistically, uh, there are going to be some people in their organization that you just you know, naturally connect with, uh, and you're better friends with than others. Uh, but what I do think is important is that uh, the wall comes down. And it's okay to be friends with each other, whether that is, you know, uh, from the very top down to, to to whoever. And and that kind of culture where uh, permission is given uh, for us to follow each other's journeys and talk about each other's struggles. Um, I think that's what's important. But realistically, I don't think everyone is going to be best friends and hanging out outside of work. And I, and I don't think that should be the case anyway.
1: Absolutely. And, and so the goal moves to... Uh, a relationship set that just feels good to engage in right. every day. Right. And that's accessible to everyone. You know what I did yesterday? What? I wore my egg costume to my meetings. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, I love it. So, uh,
0: you know, when I talk about changing the temperature of the room, there's a great example. Uh, Noelle has a, a costume, the kind of costume you wear for Halloween. It's, it's actually a scrambled egg. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's over easy. It's an over it's a, easy egg. It's a fried egg. It's a fried egg. And um, sometimes she'll pop up on Zoom. You know, I'll bet you they think it's a filter. And then you stand up <laughs> and you're like, no, this is, this is no, not a filter.
1: I'm, I'm really in an egg costume. Yeah. Well, it, so... It, it it brought it brings levity to the situation. So I, I was yeah. given a heads up that um I was gonna get a presentation about like a, a new big idea that was gonna be a big change. And I was like, all right, if that's happening, I'm wearing my egg costume. Mm. Um and as I continued to wear the costume, you know, throughout the day for different meetings, some of the conversations that I had were hard conversations. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the emotions in the room were 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 emotions of like frustration and pain. And then the person I was hanging out with would look up and be like, I can't fucking believe you're in an egg costume right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it totally changed everything. Um, and so, you know, it, I think, Something like that, especially in hybrid and distributed work environments. Um, I'm not asking everyone to be like me and wear an egg costume, but but thinking along those lines of, of what can we do to disrupt the current emotional patterns and move to a position where we like being around each other. And yeah. sometimes it can be as simple as a costume, right?
0: Yes. And uh, if you're out there looking for... um a coaching training program, or if you're curious about coaching, this is actually one thing you should really look into. Is um, what's the culture like, and uh, the, the the leadership? Are they friendly? Do they want to be friends? Do they want to get to know you and your story, or you know, is there a moat around them, and are they distant and just barking orders? Because this will directly impact your experience.
1: Yeah. And then, I mean, I think that's a great lead into the second tactic of, you know, are they friendly? Do they want to hear about your experience? Do they share their own experience? When right. we simply take the time to create space for people to name their emotions, it it releases them and it mm-hmm. eases that limbic response. And that is so true of you as a leader first to roll into a situation and say, Ooh, this is stinky. <laughs> You know, like, this is not going to be fun. I feel pretty uncomfortable right now, but I have every faith in our ability to figure it out. So, you know, let's get to work team. Right. Um, Versus, all right, everyone, like I have it under control. Completely different experience right? for everyone involved. So, all right. How do we want to wrap this up? Because I, you know, I I feel like we've we've done a lot of good laps around this topic. From you know, everyone's a human, and we need to change our collective responsibility for caring for each other. And leaders need to go first.
0: Yeah, and I just want to say uh, uh, to question definitions. What your definition of a, a leader is, uh, whether you're a leader or um, you know whoever you work for. Um, what's what's the definition there and it could be new and different it doesn't have to be you know old and passed down from you know the last generation
1: absolutely and you know the final thing i'll lead with is folks if, if you see uh, you know a leader that you respect and appreciate struggling don't hesitate to say are you okay yeah do, do you want to yeah. clear some emotions sure. um and and pass that olive branch because it, it can really be a lifeline for someone
0: Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to lumiacoaching.com slash everything. Explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose, and a bold community to do it with.
1: Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms, while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step in your coaching journey. That's lumiacoaching.com slash everything.
0: And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it.